Hey, this is Matt Wade, pastor of The Table Church in Dixon, Tennessee, and welcome to our podcast. My hope is that you are empowered and encouraged from today's message. Enjoy. John chapter 2. Megan, do you need those Kleenexes yet? She said, you going to make me cry today? I said, girl, that's the Holy Spirit's job. I'm just going to preach. <laughs> John chapter 2, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, somebody say it ran out. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to them, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. In other words, he was saying the time of miracles, the time where I'm going to start performing all these miracles, that that time for me is not starting and you're asking me to do something before I'm ready or able to do this. Which gives me great confidence because we know that Jesus did turn the water into wine, right? In other words, Jesus was teaching us a lesson about ministry you probably already have in you, what you can't see yourself. Oh, that's just good. I mean, we've got, God's called many of us to things in this life. He's called us into the ministry. He's called us to start businesses. He's called you to write a book. He's told you to, he's told you to start a podcast. He's told you to start a blog. He's told you to open a brand new business. He's called you back into college, and you're going, I don't know if I have the goods. And he's going, listen, it's not what you can see in you. It's what I have already can see in you for you. I see wine in you when you can only see the water. That's not my message, though. They said, we have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with me? His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. In other words, she wasn't going against what Jesus said. She knew, based on who Jesus was, that he would work it out even if it wasn't his time. She had so much confidence that her son was the son of God that even when it was not his time to do the miracle, she said, well, apparently you're the God of the universe. I have already acknowledged this, so listen, fellas. I don't know how he's going to work it out. Just do what the man says. How many of that's complete trust? In other words, I don't know how you're going to fix my emptiness, God. But all I can do is in this moment put some trust in you. Because if you have done it then, you can do it now. Yes. Now there were six stone water jars. And I could just preach on that for a good hour. The six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons. In other words, this is a keg party. Oh my God, we got, y'all give me a break. Somebody in the back went, praise the Lord. Bring it down. <laughs> but I mean, you think of that, this is, a, this is a very large amount of wine, that you, and don't get religious on me and say it wasn't fermented. Give me a break. This is not a debate on alcohol. This is a debate on what God's going to do with an empty vessel. Come on now. 
Uh, not a debate. It's a message on what God's going to do with an empty vessel. Some of y'all said we emptied one of them vessels last night. Y'all, I'm praying for you. <laughs> What's funny is that you don't see people's faces up here. I just saw people go. <laughs> y'all don't see that. I see people going. <laughs> I wish y'all could be on this side of it to see the expressions on people's faces, especially when you preach something hard and you can see them going, if I can get my hands around your neck, I'll kill you. That's the funny ones. You're like, honey, warm up the car. We have to go. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. I wonder how they knew to fill them up to the brim. See, it's pretty vague, fill the jars with water. First of all, I love the fact that these things are called jars when they're 20 to 30 gallons. At first, they're called water pots. Then Jesus called them jars. You know why I think that is? Because we often make something a lot bigger in life than he does. Y'all don't. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, having, I'm just having fun this morning. <laughs> I got this message, and I'm just going with it right now before service. So we're just going with it, okay? How did they know to fill them all the way up to the brim? It didn't say you fill them up to the top. It said to the brim. In other words, you know how, see, my kids are, my kids are awful at this. Carson's terrible at this. He has learned that he can take one of the mason jars, the large mason jars we have, sit it in the refrigerator ice thing, I mean, the water thing that, you know, the little water thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, the dispenser, thank you. Help me out. <laughs> the water dispenser. And he can just leave it there and walk away because it won't move. But something doesn't compute. It's, I'm going to go fix some cereal. And next thing you know, it's pouring out. I'm sorry. What are you doing? We don't own this place, son. This will cost your daddy. But he fills it all the way up, and it's just brimming over. How did they know to do that? Because, see, I would, if I'm filling something up, I don't really fill it up. I go all the way to the point till there's about an inch left in the glass. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? But something in them said, I need to make sure this thing is at complete capacity for what's about to happen. They had no context for what Jesus was about to do. But I think that's what God is saying to us today. You have no idea. I'm not just going to fill you up to get rid of the dryness in you. I'm about to fill you up and take it all the way to the brim in your life. I'm not just going to give you a little dab. Because if you'll be obedient to me, and watch this, and this is what I'm going to leave you with today, and I'm going to get off this thing, and we're going to worship for a moment, because in worship is where you get filled. That's just the way it is. In worship is where you get filled. So you know what he was saying to us? All I want you to do is trust me with your emptiness. 
All I want you to do is trust me. And if you will bring to me the emptiness of the vessel that you are. That's why Paul said that you have been made this earthen vessel. There's a treasure that has been found in earthen vessels. He's placed that treasure in you. If you will just bring me that earthen vessel, that pot of clay, that thing that I've been molding since the day you were in your mother's womb, that very thing that you feel is so empty and so worthless, if you'll just bring me your emptiness, I'll be the one to fill it up. You don't have to fill it up with money, with sex, with alcohol, with greed, with pornography, with hate, with racism, with bitterness. If you'll come, I'll fill it up with the good thing of my spirit. And when people drink of you, it'll be like new wine in their lives. We give him the natural, the water. He puts his super, and we get wine. And you know what wine is in the Scripture? Represents the Holy Spirit, and it also represents healing. Some of your emptiness, some of y'all's emptiness has also broken you. And you need him to heal you. Emotionally. The last three weeks have been three of the toughest messages I've ever preached in my life. Emotionally, it's draining on people. I go home completely exhausted. Because when you start start dealing with the mind, it drains you. And I was so happy Holy Spirit interrupted my morning and said, I need to heal them now and fill them up. You can talk about marriage some other time, but today I just want to fill some people up. So would you all stand with me today? Now don't get crazy and think, because I'm done preaching, we're done churching. It's only 11.30. We've been here one hour. Some of us wait in a line at Six Flags for two hours to get on a ride that lasts one minute. We'll sweat. We'll complain, but bless God, we're not getting out of line. Come on, somebody. You know why? Because we paid to be here. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe you haven't paid enough price to be in worship. Maybe you don't understand what a sacrifice of praise looks like. But man, I didn't grow up in this kind of church. Maybe that's a problem too. Maybe we've been so connected to religion and never have moved into a relationship where the Holy Spirit comes in and invades our church services and allows God to come in and wreck our thinking, wreck our theology. And if I'm honest with you, that's what I'm asking Him to even to do in my life. God, come and wreck my view of you. Make it bigger. Fill it to the brim. Make it real. Be real in this house, God. I don't want religion because religion will keep me wanting for more and leave me empty every time. Religion is like a one-night stand. Fun for a minute will leave you empty the rest of your life. Y'all help me preach a little bit up in here. Religion is worse than sin because a sinner knows they're sinning. A religious person can live like hell and think everything's all right. I'm asking you today, do you want him to feel the soul of your life? Matt, what do I got to do? Worship. How do I worship? Can I give you a few little examples real quick? 
That's one start. Can I give you another one? This is another one. Another one I can lay straight out here, but I'm afraid I won't be able to get up. Another one, sit in your seat and meditate on the Lord. You go, Matt, do I have to do backflips? I hope you don't. I, I, I want it to be reverent. Come on, somebody say reverent. There's a way, hear me, hear me. There's a way, by the way, you may be visiting today for the first time and you may be only here for child dedication. I appreciate child dedication, but I need him if I'm going to show up here. Or I can just sit at home and wait on a football game to come on. Yeah? I, I want us to approach, God has a way that he wants to be approached. And it's described in scripture. And I want you to take time to try and approach God his way. We sing the song, so much better your way, so much better your way. If it's so much better his way and we sing about it, then let's do it. So here's what I'm going to ask you today. I want our prayer team to come down here. Kent, if you and Jocelyn will come and join us as well. Y'all just got recruited. It's hard to say no publicly. <laughs> Trust me, I've had people go, uh, no, thank you, preacher. I'm like, wow, put a man on the spot. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into an old song. It's so funny, I said old the other day, and somebody said, but that song's only dot, 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 dot. Oh, yeah, it's an old song <laughs> or something like that. But it's called Revelation Song, and it's declaring how holy he is. Maybe you're watching online today and you go, man, I need prayer as well. All you got to do is type in that prayer request and do the same thing we're doing here in worship, right where you're at at home. Maybe you're in a hospital bed. You're in one of the other countries that watch. We're so thankful that you are. We want you to enjoy and be a part of this the best that you can watching. So Brittany's going to take us right into this song. And here's what I got to do. I got to get out of the way now. And I want you to worship the Lord. And you go, but Matt, I don't know if I don't have anything. Listen. That is your only, that's your only thing you've got to do is say today. And you know what, Matt, I'm so, I, I'm so, I'm so empty, Matt, I don't have worship. Then just say, feel me. Maybe it's lifting your hands, literally turning around in your seat and kneeling in your seat, whatever you got to do. But don't leave here today the same way you came. That is your choice. But you can choose a better way today. And somebody say amen to that. You can choose a better way today. So let's worship the Lord. Let him feel you. Let him feel you. Worthy is the Feel us today, God. Lamb who was slain. We give our lives to you, Jesus. Holy, holy is he. while these people are down here to pray with you. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
praying during the week? Ooh. When you're praying during the week or maybe you're going out throughout your day, do you ever get those little things where you go, I feel like I need to pray for somebody. Anybody ever feel that little sense? Yeah. Or um, mm, something doesn't feel right in my house today. Or something didn't feel right about my life today. You, so the only thing you know to do is pray about it. Anybody ever feel that? Yeah. Can I tell you what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. Listen to me closely. I'm trying to teach you this morning. That's the Holy Spirit giving you a word of knowledge. Everybody say word of knowledge. Now, what is that word of knowledge? You know about this probably more than I do. Well, this is a spirit-filled lady here. Laura, you know about the word of knowledge. I mean, one of the first times I met you, you came down and you prayed with Amber and I right down here in the spirit. It's this word of knowledge is a spiritual gifting that God wants to give you because here's the thing. The, 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 the work of the spirit, listen to me, is so that we may know. Somebody say, no. So I had a, I, I, I wanted to teach you that so you don't think I'm trying to be psychic or weird here this morning. But see, you have the same thing happen to you. You just don't call it word of knowledge. You go, well, it's just female intuition. My wife said that to me. I said, girl, quit insulting the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Ghost. She said, you're right, I'm sorry. Let's call it what it is. The Bible gives us a definition for what those things are. So here's what I want to say to you. Now, this is a very blanket statement. So you go, Matt, that really wasn't that spiritual. It is if you're the one it applies to. Did you get that? It is if it's the one it applies to. I heard two things this morning in my heart and my spirit. I heard migraine headaches and deep depression that you need to be healed on both of those levels. There's somebody here. It could be two different people. It could be the same person. I don't know. All I know is that the Lord wants to touch migraine headaches this morning. And the Lord wants to heal depression this morning. Now, what is my responsibility as a preacher? It's to tell you what the Lord says. What is your responsibility as the hearer? Respond. Thank you. <laughs> I love that woman. <laughs> this is Lindsay's mama. <laughs> They're both very outspoken, just like Piper. <laughs> your responsibility is to respond. How do I respond? You meet me down here and let me pray with you. Now, here's the weird thing about this. You go, why, why do I have to come down here to do that, Matt? Because if you could get healed right where you were, he would not have given me the word of knowledge to tell you to come get healed. Does that make sense? That's just how it works. I don't know why it works that way. Again, I don't have to know. I just have to obey. So if you go, Matt, this is a little weird for me. That's okay. Stay sick. Right? Don't let fear keep you in bondage to watch. Come on, y'all. So if you need prayer for migraines or deep depression, I'm not talking about you get sad every now and then. That's called sadness. Don't self-diagnose. Can somebody say amen? Yeah, you had a bad day. You're depressed. No, you had a bad day. It, it's insulting to people who really deal with depression for you to say I'm depressed when you're just sad. Yeah. So if you go, hey, that's me. 
Well, let's come get healed then. Let's see what God is going. Let's put God to test at what he promises us. So we're going to sing that chorus again. I'm just going to do one or two courses of that same song. If people don't respond, that's on them. Okay, but we just want to give that responsibility to them. If you want to, if you need prayer like that, we're going to pray for you, lay hands on you, and believe God to heal you. Amen? Let's, let's worship him and wait for just a moment. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Oh, Jesus. With all creation, I sing a praise to the King of kings. You
there's times that the Lord will speak to someone in our church, and I'm so thankful for that, because how many know this is not a one-man show, amen? And uh, um, I mean, the word he's about to drop on you, I need you to hear it with your whole heart. I want to make an apology to you real quick, too. I said something about maybe you didn't grow up this way, and maybe that's the problem. I want to apologize to you because the way you grew up is not a problem. Did you hear me? That's not a problem. When I say problem, I mean I always find it a problem when we were not exposed to the things of the Spirit. But the way you grew up in church was a gift to you because it's the very reason you're in the body of Christ today. So the Lord pricked my heart to apologize to you. I do not mean that your church is a problem. What I mean is bad religion is a problem. Come on, somebody. And this is what Josiah, man, could grief, y'all. He, he didn't even get all the way through it. And I said, can you share that? Because if I try to share it, I'll jack it up because the Holy Spirit told him, not me. I wish you'd have told me it's so good. But I want Josiah to share. This is, jo this is Brittany's husband, by the way. So I, I, I couldn't just stand there. The Lord was saying, but we better be obedient. And when Matt was talking about needing a filling, some of us are sitting back on our seats, and we can't be filled because we're full of old wine. We're full of that old wine that we never shared. We never shared it to refresh anyone else. And what happens with old wine when it sits? It gets sour, and it turns into vinegar, and you're putting that in somebody's glass, and you're going to turn them away. And the Lord spoke to me that some of us have to understand we've got to pour out that vinegar. We got our blessing 10, 15 years ago, and that's the only way that we could be blessed, and we held on to that, honey, that, that wine's vinegar now. You let that go. God's trying to pour into you. And the only way we keep what we have is by giving it away. When you come in here on a Sunday morning and you get filled with the Spirit and the Word, it's, it's not meant to go back to your little corner of the world and like a camp. No, 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 no. This is a flame that's supposed to set your life each and every day, everyone around you ablaze. This is not... This is not the exception. This is the standard for what you are supposed to be doing in your life each and every day, people. So you get filled to the brim. Your cup will runneth over, and you take it and pass it along to the next person you meet. Come on, somebody. Thank God for the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks again for joining us today, and thank you to those who give to make this podcast a possibility. For more information about The Table Church, visit thetablechurch.cc, thetablechurch.cc. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, share it with a friend, or even grab a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Please tag us at The Table Church CC, at The Table Church CC. Thanks again for joining us today.